you guys are getting an introduction into my marital communications right now. I, I told Gail, yeah, it's, oh, it's that's Gail. You know, yeah, that's Gail. Hi, and, Gail. And I said, you know, uh, you, you can get. Swing in, you know, seven thirty ish. It's going to be we're going around till nine. Are you going to make so your hair appointment? You don't. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so she's here at six thirty. Exactly. That's this is a window. So it's a compromise, the right? Lack of communication <laughs> that, I, that I apparently have. <laughs> I communicate with everybody else, just not okay. my wife. Uh, have you guys seen the forecast for Christmas Eve? If you're going to be traveling, it's looking pretty nice here in Michigan. We're not going to. It's going to be like fifty three degrees. We're mm-hmm. not going to have. It's going to be a very green. Christmas, uh, but, uh, and, but yeah, Lloyd, you, you yeah. aren't going to need those long johns. I won't need them. That I'm going to take you over and fit you for. Listen, those long johns, man. As a kid, boy, I wore those long johns. I remember those days. Uh, I don't know if anybody. If, I see if Glenn Stevens and Doug Bernstein know this. We welcome Doug Bernstein from uh, Plunkett Cooney and Glenn Stevens from Mish Auto. Do you guys know the the long john capital of Michigan? I don't, and as a youper, <laughs> I feel like I should know that. Yeah, the city of Cedar Springs, north Cedar of Grand Springs. Rapids, okay. used to be home to where you would – they made the red union suit, the red long johns mm. oh, with wow. the drop seat in back. Oh, <laughs> got to have the drop seat. The drop seat. That was kind yeah. of a staple for working class uh, folks at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I get accused of having a mind full of useless information. <laughs> Well, you should sit in our morning show. Oh, yeah. Guy Google. Uh, Guy Google over here. Yeah, I've got this little piece of Velcro in my brain, and all the useless junk in the world just clings to it. Yeah. Um, We were just talking about, I was talking to Glenn, who's with Ms. Shaw from the Detroit Regional Chamber, and you were there for the groundbreaking of this for the Center for Innovation. Just an exciting time. I don't know. It's... It's one of those stories you should look at. I don't know that if people really grasp how important this sh- will be. And 10 years from now, we'll look back on this moment and say, wow, that was a game changer. It, it was, just like Michigan Central was, just like Tech Town was. I mean, you have three innovation centers, arguably more. And as the Population Commission just demonstrated, there's three things that are really going to lead us. Talent people, innovation and communities and i'll tell you there was a buzz and it was really good to see all the leaders together great day for the state the city and the region and it will be a great center to complement those other ones uh there's a lot going on in detroit right now and what is it glenn do you think it is that has brought these uh centers in the central um uh, the central train station to the city of detroit what is detroit doing that's drawing this kind of uh, uh things that are coming here well, your previous guest couldn't have been a better segue because it's the Startup Nation folks, right? And new ideas, new generation of ideas, that's what built Detroit. I mean, the industries were built on people with new ideas, and that's happening again. And so that confluence of talent and community and innovation is really what's making I mean, you've been to Corktown lately. Mm-hmm. I was at the Godfrey the other night. I mean, it's incredible. And mm-hmm. sat in Canal downtown, and I... I think there's a buzz there and across the state. I'm speaking of winter. I'm heading to Marquette this afternoon, so we'll see what the weather's like up there. And it's all over the state. It's not just Detroit. Oh, safe travels, friend. Thanks. Uh, that's back that's, home. That, it, yeah, it is back home. And I'm sure I'm sure you know every fence post along that, that route. Yes. Oh, but that's still a heck of a, a, a drive. Can we have another gallon of coffee for Mr. <laughs> Stevens, please? Um, Doug, you, uh, you know, we talk about great institutions in Detroit and with the growth of Detroit. We also want to cling to the old traditions, too. You're a big fan of the boat races what's the status of that uh, 
if all goes well, the unlimited hydroplanes will be back in Detroit August 24th and 25th. Right. We need sponsors. We're on the schedule. It's been a big effort trying to keep this thing alive. Um, having run the series in 2017, I know what a challenge it is and how expensive it is, but Detroiters are really passionate about that event, and it's been in Detroit since 1916. And if we are able to bring it back, um, I think the demand will be terrific. But we've been in talks for the past several years, and we finally have a path forward. But as always, takes money. Mm. Yeah. I did stories on that, and they put me in a boat before and took me around. It's it's very impressive, somewhat scary, but it's fun to look at. And the cup, isn't the cup one of the oldest cups you could win? It is the oldest motorsports trophy in the world. Yes. We've got to keep and, it going. And I remember, Jamie, yeah. when when we put you in an inflatable, and I know you don't talk to Bruce Motti anymore because of that. <laughs> so, do, do you refer to the Indy trophy as little brother? Uh... <laughs> we all have our place. <laughs> we should also point out that Doug is probably one of the most passionate uh, Wolverine fans out there. You, you, you ready for Pasadena? Uh, I'll be leaving Saturday morning, a, a week from Saturday. Um, I just completed my 46th year of having season tickets. I've oh, missed wow. a handful of home games, and my odometer is not turning back, so, you know. We got to get it done. Do you think this is the year they at least advance through the semifinal? Uh, they have a chance. Yeah. You know, to me, out of the four teams, they're the ones that play defense. Mm. There you go. Yeah, so, Started how worried here. are you about Alabama? Let me worry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of maize and blue at uh, the Rose Bowl. It, it is, but. This is the first time since I've had my tickets. I couldn't get tickets through Michigan. The demand was so great, mm. which was interesting um, because the ratios were always the same. They always say of 18,000 requests for 12,000 tickets or so, and I was nowhere close to being able to get them through Michigan. So I went online, bought a pair at 480 a ticket, for the end zone or the corner of the end zone the next day and I was watching it every day and by Saturday it was up to 860. Oh, wow. wow. So there is tremendous demand. Glenn, you I mean you're a longtime Michigan guy. Give, give me your best UP Michigan Christmas memory. Mm. Well, that's a tough one. Because uh, you experience uh, you experience winter a lot more than we do yeah, down here. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, I just, the street I grew up on, I literally grew up on Michigan Street, of all places, uh, 424 East Michigan Street, and it was just, it was a Norman Rockwell, right? Older, you know, 100-year-old homes, lights, Christmas trees, snow coming down, that's what it looked like. It was definitely pure Michigan, and of course, I always liked going through Christmas, too. Christmas is between, the town of Christmas is between oh, yeah. Munising and Marquette, yep. so it's always nice to go through Christmas on the way to Marquette. You never fly? Never fly. No. Okay. No. Um, how never. long? How long? Well, I mean, it depends on the weather and depends on if the bridge is open. I mean, you'll get stuck with the wind sometimes. I can do it seven and a half hours. Was know. it always a white Christmas growing up? 
it always was a white Christmas, but <laughs> it, it really was. It, July could be white, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I've seen snow on some really weird you times. You fire up those sparklers to stay warm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you both here, and you're, you're dear friends of this broadcast and this radio station, and we appreciate you celebrating the holidays with us. Thanks, thank everyone. You. All right. Merry Christmas. And Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and a Happy Christmas. New Year to both of you. By the way, we want to thanks, uh, uh, send out thanks to Sherm's Candy for providing everyone with a bag of their, these are pure Michigan wealth, sour Michigummies. They well, are, I love sour anything, so yes. Gummer, yeah, they are gummies in the shape of, of, of both peninsulas. Uh, they, don't, they didn't forget the UP, Glenn. Okay. Uh, Sherm's Candy is a Michigan-based company that specializes in just awesome-tasting candy in the shape of Michigan, and their products include Michigummies, chocolate Michigummies, sour Michigamins, and the brand-new strawberry-flavored Minis. Find a retail location near you and order direct at Sherm's, that's with a U, S-H-U-R-M-S, candy.com. More from Startup Nation as we celebrate the holidays on JR Morning. Welcome back to Startup Nation, 10 to the hour. Uh, as we said, they're looking, the forecast is going to be kind to us uh, over the Christmas holiday. If you're going to be traveling and uh, talk to Glenn Stevens, can you imagine a seven-and-a-half-hour drive home every time? Wow. Working no. down here. Mine's four-and-a-half to Pittsburgh-ish, four-and-a-half. Yeah, half. yeah. But sometimes you just need that time to just kind of... You know, very true. And just, Glenn loves driving. Yeah, and this is what uh, this is what JR podcasts are for. Right? Exactly. There you go. Listen the to great voice. Oh, you <laughs> take the great voice with you, even as that uh, that fifty thousand watt mother of all signals begins to, to fade, fade. That's right. Uh, somewhere around Houghton Lake, uh, that will uh, that will stay with you. Uh, we welcome in one of our dear friends who has provided us with so much uh, legal wisdom over the past year. Uh, Todd Flood, attorney and managing partner at Flood Law. Merry Christmas Merry to you Christmas. and yours. Thank you so much. And the same to all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. It's nice to see you in person. Yes. Now, <laughs> face with the name. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's always been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And you're too, you're too kind. So, And I love the new show. I love the three of you. It's it's Thank awesome you. to listen to three of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a love fest every morning. You know, you better if you're going to get up this early in the morning, you better like the people that you work uh, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? that's and and that makes it easy. That could be a bad gig. Yeah, <laughs> huh? think about <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, you know there, what I'm saying. There have been some notable feuds yeah. in this business over the <laughs> yes, years. Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, does does it ever slow down for you? No. It doesn't. As, as uh, time comes, uh, you know, on this journey of practicing law, I think it's just getting busier and busier and busier. And, and unfortunately, uh, there's this basic uh, collision in the middle because we had the pandemic. A lot of courts got backed up. Right. And now we got to jam in trials and courts are working there. Took us as off to try to get as much in as possible. Um, and then you have the new cases that are mm. coming in. Right, so it, it's it's frustrating at times, but we'll get through it. Um, it but right now, it's just insanely busy. Uh, Are people just week. mad too? Yeah, they're yeah. just mad at each other and just kind of well, you know, you know it's really on, litigious. You know, at this point, <laughs> it depends on what kind of law you practice. But yes, uh, there there clearly there's a lot of uh, things on the landscape. Um, I was just looking at we talked about it yeah. uh, not too long ago. Um, with the, the archdiocese and the statute of limitations and older older rape cases, the new statute that comes in play. Now you look at our United States Supreme Court, look at all the things that are going on there um, with 
Trump and the like. So, no, I, I don't know if people are mad, but I definitely think there's a lot of interesting issues on the, on the horizon here. Mm -hmm. A lot has changed since the pandemic in our lives. My husband tells me that when it's a civil case, they're still just doing Zoom. So even the legal profession has changed since the pandemic and people are home more. I think um, it's become more efficient in certain ways. We do Zoom hearings for things that uh, are remedial or you don't necessarily need to drive. You save clients a lot of time because you could do two or three Zooms in different circuit courts. But when you're doing an evidentiary hearing, you have evidence or you're doing a jury trial, you got to be there in front of the jury. So I think they've come up with this hybrid where um, you can do and be in three different circuit courts. Like arraignments. Right, arraignments. You can be up and – Does that mean you can double and triple bill? Well, that's what saves you. That's what saves you, right? You have less, less windshield time, right? So you were just talking about that six-hour drive. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saving you some money. Um, not, a bad, not a bad feature, yeah. right? Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it is more efficient, I think, in several ways. Uh, but you still have to be in front of a jury. And think about it. When you're questioning a witness – one of the jury instructions says, how was the posture of the witness? Did he, you know, move in his chair? Did he take mm -hmm. a long time to answer? Mm -hmm. Zoom, you're not getting that. You're not getting that right. kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. The nuance. Right, yeah. right. So it's interesting. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. You mentioned the Supreme Court. They've, you know, but we haven't heard yet whether they're going to take up the Colorado case. They also have the Trump immunity case. I guess Trump's lawyers have now filed saying, yeah, you don't need to do that so fast. Right. <laughs> they would like to have that adjudicated <laughs> after the election when, when uh, perhaps a Trump Justice Department could call off the hounds. But what, as you look at this, this 14th Amendment case, um, it's, it's so untested and untried. I don't think we've seen it since 1916. Um, what do you think about it? Well, I think uh, two thoughts. I was just talking to Lloyd about this earlier. Um, you know, if you're a strict scrutiny guy where you just – you're a textualist, right? You're, you're a Scalia, Justice Scalia reader of the right. law. Mm -hmm. Justice Scalia is going to tell you, guy, uh, this is what the law says. Uh, here's the only interpretation you can have, and the Supreme Court in Colorado got it right. Now, here we had uh, – now, mind you, they had a hearing. They had witnesses testify. They got it all the way up, and there was clear and convincing evidence that – this insurrection he was part of and made that happen. That's all you need. You, you need to, ha you need to be able to establish by that, that standard, right? It's self-executing, and I think a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah, so when you ultimately um, pose this insurrection, right, there has to be some proof, some modicum of proof. We say it clear and convincing evidence. So the, the lawsuits took place, the witnesses got up on the stand, and you're absolutely right. So I think uh, Michigan uh, decided, hey, Trump stays on the ballot. That's going to go up to the Supreme. I think with so many different states having different opinions, yeah. the Supreme Court of the United States has got to hear this case. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be heavy. It's, it's never been in front of the United States Supreme Court. So this is a big, big deal. I think one of the biggest in our country, especially since Trump, it looks like the landslide leader for the Republican Party. They can uh, redefine democracy with this decision. Absolutely. Because Do you think it will be uh, unanimous? I don't. I don't think it will be unanimous. I don't. You know, the political side of this whole thing is people are going to say, hey, listen, this is too much uh, on the fray, and it's a disruption. The people have to vote. 
the court shouldn't vote. The people should vote on who the next president is. And that's how I think it's going to kind of come up. It, it, you don't want to disenfranchise the, the, the voters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. right? And if the right. Republican, you know, if that's their nominee, that's who you want to put on the ballot. So I think it's going to fall uh, along political lines, just to say the truth. All right. Todd, have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. We look forward to future encounters. God bless everyone. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas.